Welcome to our latest episode of the Bethesda Actually podcast. As a reminder, you can find past episodes at www.bethesdaactuallypod.com. You can reach us on Twitter at BethesdaPod and call us at 240-486-3921. Before we dig into today's pod, I just wanted to mention that we are planning to keep up a monthly schedule for the short term with hopes of scaling to every couple of weeks by late summer. Follow us on Twitter for updates on when the next pod will launch. Twitter is also a really good place for you to post ideas for topics you would like us to cover. Now, on to the good stuff. I wanted to start by taking you all the way back to last November's big decision. No, not the political midterm elections, but the decision by Jeff Bezos as to which jurisdiction would be the lucky, or maybe not so lucky, winner of the Amazon HQ2 sweepstakes. If this all sounds a bit foggy, let me refresh your memory. Amazon, the second US company to reach a trillion dollar valuation on the stock market, and much more significantly, the new owners of Whole Foods really love the general sales there, announced in fall of 2017 that it would be seeking a site for its second headquarters. Financial reporters gleefully and very quickly dubbed that HQ2. Now, there is a lot that can be said about the process that Jeff Bezos, Amazon's founder and CEO, unleashed with this announcement. It felt, for a while, that hardly a day would go by without a state or municipality putting forward their best case to be the site for HQ2. Politicians, civic leaders, and others started finding money to throw at Mr. Bezos in order to win the, the right to host Amazon. Just as an aside, this is a funny thing when he is one of the top two richest people in the world. One of the sites that apparently made the shortlist was Whiteflint, aka North Bethesda, where there is a light basically ready to go. Easy access to DC and area airports with good public transportation, including the Red Line and a soon-to-be-developed rapid bus transportation system. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view, all of these positives and the $5 billion or so in tax benefits put together by the state of Maryland was not enough to sway Amazon's muckety-mucks to plonk HQ2 down at uh, the White Flint site with the 50,000 jobs that would come along with it. Instead, after much umming and eyeing, they decided to split their HQ2 into two. Now, is that HQ2.5? It couldn't really be HQ1.0. Anyway, I digress. Half would be in Queens, New York, although that whole deal has since fallen apart, and half in Crystal City, Northern Virginia, which is apparently going to be rebranded as National Landing. Well, all very interesting, I hear you say, but now that HQ2, or is that HQ2.5, isn't going to be in Bethesda, why should we care? Why should we examine this announcement at Bethesda, actually? Well, for one thing, I think it is worth thinking about what we have avoided. While the thought of 50,000 high-paying jobs in North Bethesda was enticing for government officials at the state and local level, along with the business community, there were and are many in the greater Bethesda area who felt it was a terrible idea. 
people in our community had real concerns regarding the pressure landing Amazon would have placed on schools, transport, and other infrastructure. And those concerns shouldn't go away just because we didn't land HQ2. After all, there are lots of other companies who may be happy to snaffle one of Amazon's runner-up locations, and maybe a little piece of that $5 billion check as well. It's probably a good time for the good citizens of MoCo to connect with their newest chief executive, Mark Ehrlich, and ask questions about growth and the infrastructure to support it. But another equally important reason for looking at the decision to place HQ2 at Crystal City is that it could well have a significant knock-on effect for Montgomery County generally and Bethesda specifically anyway. Think of it this way. Crystal City, Northern Virginia and DC are incredibly tight housing markets, particularly in the $400,000 to $1 million range for townhomes and single-family homes. Now, it is really easy to drive, for example, via the GW Memorial Parkway from Bethesda to Crystal City. It takes about 30 minutes, give or take, first thing in the morning. That would allow someone working at HQ2 to live in Bethesda or North Bethesda and commute to their job in very little time. There is also a lot of talk that the Maryland Transportation Board will be looking at some rush hour changes that would further improve the commute times. In a sense, maybe they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. It is very easy to see how Montgomery County could end up having a significant portion of the new employees of HQ2 relocate to our area. It's also worth pointing out that with the Queen's site of HQ2 falling apart, Amazon noted that they would not be picking another site, but would likely have the 25,000 Queen's jobs absorbed into their current and planned facilities. To my mind, that suggests that the Crystal City National Landing HQ2 could see a ramp up in jobs from 25,000 to a fair bit more. This, as we've discussed, would certainly impact Bethesda and the wider area. Again, having more well-paid jobs in the area is a good thing, but again, something that needs to be planned for, particularly when it comes to schools and other key services. I am going to be following Crystal City HQ2 and its impact on Bethesda and the surrounding area quite closely. My day job, for those of you who don't know me that well, is in residential investment and commercial real estate sales, so it makes it a natural issue for me to track. I suspect that there will be issues coming out of this development that we want to talk about more on the pod, but that's for another day. So folks, we wanted to shift gears a little bit and spend a couple of minutes talking about the US News and World Report high school rankings. It's, this is a, na a national uh, ranking list that they put out. Um, some of you may be familiar with US News and World Report. They are considered uh, to be the gold standard for education ranking, though not without controversy. Uh, a number of universities have looked to opt out in different ways or to opt some of their, their degree programs out of the the ranking system, but that in turn leads to them being negatively impacted. So it's sort of a complicated area. Their, um, their annual ranking of national high schools is sort of maybe added to that complication, uh, certainly here at a local level. Um, we have a lot of pride in Montgomery County and in Bethesda when it comes to our schools. And um, with the high school ranking for this past year, 
US News and World Report only um, had Walt Whitman uh, within the top 100 high schools. That was something that was quite disappointing to many who have a lot of pride in our other um, local high schools, uh, including BCC and Walter Johnson. Um, a few days after the list was published, Montgomery County Public Schools sent a letter to residents calling the rankings potentially inaccurate. In the letter, they said, all of our schools were identified in the top 40% of high schools in the nation. We congratulate all our schools on that achievement. However, we want to bring to your attention a potential discrepancy in data for some schools. We have identified that several schools in our district did not have the full complement of their data as part of the magazine's review. We believe this may have led to an assessment of their performance that is inaccurate. We have reached out to US News and World Report and are working with the Maryland State Department of Education to better understand the situation. Now just to pause for a second, there are some of you listening to this thinking, why do we care what a national magazine thinks about where our high schools rank? We know they work well. The reality, these rankings do matter, particularly when people are looking to move into an, an area that is sort of as diverse and, and sort of multi-jurisdictional as this one. So you can see why Maryland and Bethesda uh, would care about them. Interestingly, uh, US News and World Report sort of shoved the buck back in the direction of Maryland. Robert Morse, their chief data strategist, responded to the calls, uh, the call that this is inaccurate by saying that the issue is with Maryland that suppresses some of its school data, which forces the magazine to rely on available state assessment data. Morse goes on to say, in order to calculate the rankings for more than 17,000 high schools, US News relies on state assessment data that comes directly from the states. For privacy reasons, some states withhold or suppress some data involving small numbers of participants. This includes Maryland. In those cases, US News factored in state assessment data only on subject exams for which enough data was available, which is consistent with our methodology. So basically, you've got a lot of finger pointing here and I suspect that we won't have any significant outcome until the rankings next year. But it's a story that uh, a lot of folks are talking about locally, so I wanted to bring it to you. Um, if you get a moment, drop us a line or tweet us to just give us your personal non-ranking-based assessment of the schools in the Bethesda area, elementary all the way through high school. We'd love to have your thoughts and to, and to see on that granular local level how you feel our school system is doing. And with that, we'll take another quick break. Friends, I want to spend a few moments and try something a bit different with you today. I was taking a look earlier in, earlier in the day at my goals for 2019, and it struck me that so many of us tend to goal set at the start of the year, and well, by Easter, they're all forgotten. So I'd like to challenge our loyal listeners to try something we are calling spring resolutions. To be honest, it's really just a way to reset your goals for the year and try to keep on track to achieve them. If you feel like taking part, if you feel like your New Year's resolutions need a reboot, I'd suggest that you do the following. Write down your resolution or goal for 2019. Make it clear, definable, measurable. What do I mean by that? Well, don't say, I want to get fit. Instead say, I'll go to the gym every Tuesday and Thursday evening for a swim, or whatever works for you. Calendar it. We all use online calendars. Now, so go ahead and put in for 2019 all the tasks that you want to do. 
What do I mean by that? Well, literally go into your calendar and set an appointment for yourself to get your goal done. If the plan is to read a self-improvement book every month, block out an afternoon, maybe Sundays, from 5 to 7 to read and put in a note saying, I'm going to read from 5 to 7 every Sunday. Set an appointment for yourself for five minutes on a Saturday morning to confirm that you're on track with your resolutions. Do this for the first 10 weeks, and then do it for the next 10, and the next 10, and the next 10. Remember, it takes 10 years to really instill a habit. Uh, at least that's what Gary Keller noted in his terrific book, The One Thing, and it resonates with me. But there's actually no harm in just doing this on a week-to-week -week basis throughout the year just to keep on track. And remember, if you think about, uh, if you think that you want to get fit or get into exercise, always a good idea to connect with your physician first and have a conversation with them. They can assist you and, and, and give you some thoughts on what's appropriate. I hope this idea of resetting New Year's resolutions or spring resolutions is useful to some or all of you. I know our main goal here at the pod is to natter about all things Bethesda, but I'd like to think we're also building a small supportive community and want to find ways to bring value to daily life. We're mostly wrapped up for the day, folks. Um, looking forward to the next Bethesda pod, but want to get your input as to what issues we should cover. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter and let us know what you think um, you'd like us to cover in our next episode or future episodes. And remember, you can find us at on Twitter at Bethesda Pod and at www.bethesdaactuallypod.com. Remember, we're not Washington, D.C., or Bethesda actually.